0: Good day people. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to We The People Wednesday with Ascending with Ambassador Denise. I hope that you all are feeling well, blessed, energized, hopeful, being faithful, and progressing in your life every day in every area. Wealth, health, finances, love, family, business, I pray for nothing but the goodness of God to fall on each of you. And as we return or revisit our book, Meet Your Straw Man and whatever you want to know, uh, we're just going to kick it off with session two. The United States Corporation is a private company. The non-federal Federal Reserve Bank is a private company set up in the year 1913, as is every court and every police force and even Congress is a company and not a person. Just in case you are not aware of it, the purpose of any commercial for-profit company or corporation is to make money for its owners and shareholders if there are any the people who you think of as the government don't do anything that earns money. They instead take money from you. And their main job is to make sure that you don't realize that they are in the same position as IBM, which takes away millions of your money every year. So why all the pretense of there being a genuine government, which you elect and who serves you. They don't want you to understand that they are just running a company which produces nothing of any worth. Something like a betting shop where almost every customer loses money and wake up to the fact that unlike what you have been told all your life, this is all optional and you don't have to play their ripoff game any longer unless you want to. They want you to be so burdened down with paying them money and working so hard and so long that you don't have the time, money or energy to stop and think about what is happening to you and your family. They are desperate to stop you from just walking away from their scam. So they make every effort to connect you with the fiction which is your straw man, because fictitious entities like commercial companies, can't have any dealing with a real man or a real woman. They can only deal with another fiction like your straw man, and it is essential that they fool you into believing that you have to act on behalf of your straw man, which you don't. They have a number of well-proven methods of distracting you and keeping you from finding out they want you to see a great deal of entertainment. Not because there's anything wrong with entertainment, but while you are being entertained, you will not be asking awkward questions. Also, they are very careful that most entertainment reinforces their make-believe world and makes it appear to be the real world. Where everyone is under the government, Police officers uphold the law, taxes are essential in order to keep things going, and things which are said to be bad for you are taxed heavily, not to make money, but supposedly to encourage you to avoid those things. You will notice that they keep saying that their invented statues are the law, which they are most certainly are not. But if they say it often enough, people start believing it and never think to question what they say. They also have another very effective technique and that is fear. They want you to be afraid, afraid of imaginary terrorists, afraid of disasters, afraid of new diseases, afraid of foreign countries, Afraid of the economy doing badly and inflation rising? If you doubt this, then take a look at the news and count the number of positive, uplifting news items and the number of negative or depressing news items. It doesn't take much in the way of research to see the very heavy negative bias in the news. The reason behind this is to make you feel that you need a government and an army to protect you from these supposed dangers. It is easy to keep the news items biased that way because all of the major news agencies and media outlets in the world are owned by only five or six privately owned commercial companies. So to supposedly connect you To the straw man, which they created for you when your birth was registered, they use the legalese technique of conning you with the name of the straw man. If you are ill-advised enough to go to court, which a corporate place of business, as the accused, you will be asked to confirm your name, quoting the full name shown on your birth certificate which is the legal personality. Titles such as Mr., Doctor, Reverend, Governor, Secretary, or whatever are not asked for as they are not required. The accused is actually the legal personality, which is the name on the birth certificate. So when they ask for the person's name, they're talking to the legal personality, the straw man, and not to the human. This is because a human cannot exist in the legal world. Only pieces of paper can. And that is something which they are very careful not to tell you. This is really key issue. This is a really key issue. Natural law and common law are the only laws which apply to humans and they deal only with harming other people or causing loss. And outside of those restrictions, a human has free and unlimited entitlement to do anything he chooses, which complies with these principles. As opposed to this, acts of Congress, statutes, and statutory instrument contracts do not apply to the human, but only to the piece of paper, which is the legal personality, which has no reality. As the legal fiction, the legal personality was created by the company called the United States Corporation. That's right. That company gets to say what the rights and duties for that piece of paper are. When a person is born in America, the mother and father submit a birth certificate registration form, which is a piece of paper. There is no requirement under common law to do this. When any limited company or corporation is set up, there is always a certificate of registration in order to create its legal personality. And that is a piece of paper. Please note that an American birth certificate states quite clearly that it is not evidence of identity, meaning that it has nothing to do with any human. Marked on it is U.S. copyright showing clearly that it does not belong to an individual and was created by the state. This act of registering a child makes that child a ward of the court. and the child can be taken away from the parents at any time. The legalese definitions of words, which sound commonplace, can be found in Black's Law Dictionary And the current edition is the eighth. Interestingly, in Legalese, you, the human, are defined as a monster, which shows exactly what the people who use Legalese think of you. Charming people, aren't they? And it's funny, as we take a moment from this book, that very sentence where it says they think of us as the monster, the truth is... Perception is projection. So they are the monsters and and, and, and inadvertently, they use that to foreshadow back onto us. But the truth is they're the monsters, not us. Another trick they try to play on you is to imply that a summons is something which you must obey. While in fact, it is only an invitation to attend their place of business. They are not inviting you, the man or woman, but instead they are inviting the legal personality to their place of business. And please note that there is a choice as it is only an invitation. The legal personality is just a piece of paper, a birth certificate created by the commercial company called the United States corporation. And it is not the human. You can't be forced into a contract. So they have to deceive you into entering into one without understanding what you are doing. They are using deception as every judge's court is a trading name of the commercial company called the Department of Justice, which does not have a parent company listed. Meaning that it is a parent company itself. Legal people on being shown this company registration respond by realizing that if this information is genuine, which it is, then the U.S. has been lawless for more than a hundred years because the whole justice system is being dealt with by a commercial company. Meaning It is not done by humans, but a piece of paper. Going to court in connection with any civil action is a very bad idea, as the only function of a court is to judge between two parties who disagree and then penalize the loser. The court doesn't care who wins or loses, and the objective of the court is to make a profit for its owners, as it is a commercial enterprise And its purpose is to acquire money from anybody who was foolish enough to attend. If you look at the summons, which is really an invitation to go to court, you will see that it is not in your name, but in the name of the straw man which they are hoping to fool you into representing. This is my favorite subtitle, Dealing with Debt. (laughs) Because of a very high percentage of the money earned being taken away from the average person, it is not unusual for people to end up with what looks like debt. Keywords, what looks like debt. Most people spend their time worrying over the statement of what they are told they owe and do endless calculations to see if they agree with the numbers which they have been sent. Again, this is a sort of misdirection which magicians use to fool audiences, distracting their attention away from what the action really taking place. Here, the question is really not how much is owed, but instead, is anything actually owed? Hmm... You need to remember that any financial institution is a legal fiction and does not actually exist. I just have to say that again. You need to remember that any financial institution is a legal fiction and does not actually exist. As a result of this, it can only deal with other legal fictions, essentially other pieces of paper. And it can't have any dealings with a man or a woman as they are not legal fictions. It is also important to understand what passes for money nowadays. Let's say our trusty friend James Martin goes looking for a loan and he fills out an application form with the Swindle Bank Incorporated for $10,000. Interestingly, the form which he is asked to sign says that he has already received the $10,000, although the loan has not yet been approved. The next day, the loan is approved and James is handed a check, which he is asked to sign and deposit to his account with the bank. We won't follow up on that very interesting procedure at this time, but please remember that he is now provided two signatures for $10,000 in the straw man name. And all he has received is a one and four zeros in the accounts of the Swindle bank. All goes well for several months until James loses his job and does manage and does not manage to get another one. This is financial trouble which he does not know how to deal with. Time goes by and James has had has not had sufficient money to make payments against his loan from the Swindle Bank Incorporated. He starts getting letters from the bank saying that he must pay the arrears immediately and keep up with the payments in future. There is not the slightest chance of that happening as James just does not have the money and he does not know what to do. Fortunately, Peter, the next door neighbor of James, happens to be an independent financial advisor with years of experience and James has the idea of asking him for help. Peter is willing to help and so he sits down and goes through all of the paperwork. Then he tells James, you must not ignore this situation, write back immediately and say that you agree to pay any financial obligation which you might lawfully owe on the condition that they provide. Number one, validation of debt, that is the actual accounting. Number two, verification of their claim against you that is a signed invoice and number three a copy of the contract binding both parties you and them in a letter by certified mail so that there is an independent witness to it having been delivered every letter you write should be marked clearly without prejudice which means that you reserve all your lawful rights and you accept no contract unless it is shown to be lawful by meeting the four essential conditions to a lawful binding contract. Namely, number one, full disclosure. You were not told that you were actually creating the credit with your wet ink signature. Number two equal consideration. They bought nothing of value to the table and so had nothing to lose. Number three, lawful terms and conditions. Yours were based on fraud. And number four, the wet ink signatures of both parties. Corpor- corporations can't sign because they have no right or mind to contracts since they are soulless legal fictions. And furthermore, no third party can sign a contract on their behalf. (laughs) Peter then tells James that agreeing to pay, provided that evidence of a lawful debt can be produced, stops him being taken to court because courts only adjudicate between parties who are in dispute. And as James has agreed to pay, there is no dispute. So the court would not accept any application for a hearing. If the Swindle Bank were foolish enough to try James, if the Swindle Bank were foolish enough to try, James has only to send the court a copy of his letter agreeing to pay. And the case would be thrown out, dismissed, immediately, and the bank might well be penalized for wasting the court's time. The bank is now in trouble, as it has been running a con game on James and so can't produce the documents for which James has asked. The request by James was reasonable in every respect. However, a loan agreement is a contract. And so there has to be full disclosure of all the details, which there wasn't. Both sides have to put up something of equal worth, which didn't happen. And the contract has to be signed in wet ink by both parties, which the bank can't do. So the bank has a real problem. The bank will probably send a statement of what it wants James to believe is the outstanding amount. James should return this with a polite note saying that a statement is not an invoice. So would they please provide a signed invoice as requested? They will also probably send a photocopy of his loan application form at which point James should write back and point out politely that it does not constitute a contract as it is only signed by one of the parties, himself, and he has asked for a copy of the contract signed by both parties. The bank is likely to go silent at this point and stop corresponding with James. James should then write again, requesting that the necessary documents to be sent to him within the next 14 or perhaps 28 days and if that does not happen then he will consider the debt to be fully discharged. The bank will either remain silent or write back to say that the debt is fully discharged. If the bank tries phoning, then just tell them politely that you only wish to deal with this matter in writing and hang up. If the bank remains silent for the stated period of time, then James should write back stating that due to the bank's failure to provide the necessary evidence of a lawful debt within the reasonable period of time provided, that James now considers that debt is fully discharged and asks the bank to confirm that in writing. The bank will normally write back confirming that the debt is fully discharged and that there is nothing owing. And if it does not do that, it will just stop asking for any further payments. The reason for how and why this takes place takes a good deal of explaining. And many people find it difficult to understand. So it is covered in detail on the following pages here. Many people think that this process sounds like you're ripping off the bank. But this is definitely not the case. I want you guys to remember that for a contract to be a legal binding contract, it must be signed in wet ink by both parties to make it legal. An entity can't deal with a real man or a real woman. This book is so powerful, so powerful. It is explaining how we as real people are able to take our rights back, how we are legally, not lawfully, because there's a difference, how we are legally able to take back what is rightfully ours. And how every single business known to man or every company or every entity is literally just that commercial entity. It's a commercial cooperation. It has paperwork. And the only way that they can deal with us as humans is through our fictitious straw man. We, as the people, are tired. We are tired of working for pennies. We are tired of not having a life until retirement age. We are tired of not being able to love our families because we're working all the time. We are tired of paying unnecessary taxes. We are tired of inflation. We are tired of being swindled and being lied to. We are tired. I'm tired. I know you're tired. And I know you're tired because look at the frame of the world. Look at how everything is going up. But is the amount of your check going up? It's not. They want us to suffer because it keeps us burdened down. It keeps us only focusing on how to make more money to cover our debt. But our debt doesn't exist. Pick up this book from Amazon. It's $5.50. It will change your entire life. There are many people on YouTube teaching people how to fill out the irs.gov forms where you can have your debt canceled, you can have your bills paid, your mortgage paid, your car note paid, everything paid. Because initially, when you go to apply for finance, they're already pulling those funds out of your fictitious straw man account. Your CES-2 account that is with the Department of Treasury. We're all millionaires. But they've swindled us. They've lied to us. Earlier today, I saw a news clip on how we are trillions of dollars in debt. But I'd like to know, how are we trillions of dollars in debt? But we just spent and sent $40 billion to another country. Something's not right. It's time that we wake up. It's time that we take back what is God given. God said, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and my glory. God has provided everything that we need. But over time, we have slowly released the control and we've given power to someone else. Are you gonna be in the percentage of people who takes their lives back? We the people have had enough. Until next time, please grab this book, read ahead. But I am going to indulge in this book until the very last page. Because I feel as though there is enough entertainment in our world. It's time for us to take our lives back. If we don't take it back, we won't have a future. And one day we'll wake up and we'll wonder where did all our rights go when we simply sign them over. <laughs> Until next time, I'm your host, Ambassador Denise. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you were able to receive something. And I pray that more people grasp this book. Please share. Please tell a friend. Tell your family. We deserve better. We work extremely too hard to quote unquote be in debt when it doesn't even exist. When there are people on this planet who don't even pay bills. They don't even experience what you experience every day. I want to be a part of that number because it's God given. God gives and God taketh away. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Hosea 4 and 6. You don't want the future, your children, your grandchildren, to endure the mass chaos that they are going to implement, that they've already been implementing. We must embark change. We must pivot ourselves through knowledge so that we can go out and make the change. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.